Welcome in to the At The Yard Podcast. Excited about today's guest, Joe Torville from Blast Motion will join us to break down what Blast is, what the metrics tell players, and how they can use that for their development, and how it's used in evaluation. All that and much more on episode 61 of the At The Yard Podcast. Welcome back to the At The Yard Podcast. Really pumped about today's guest. Uh, Joe Torville from Blast Motion is joining me. JT, man, it's been a long time coming. We've been talking about this for a while now. I'm pumped to have you on the podcast. Dude, it's an honor, Last, We've been trying to do this for a minute. I feel like we've been doing this, trying to do this for the last, like, month or so but i'm glad we finally got it nailed down been looking forward to this <laughs> it has been a while right and you would think that since we're all at home now we would be able to find time to do it but it seems like everyone's busier working from home now than they than they were before yeah the work day went from uh, 8 a.m to 5 and now it goes from like 7 30 a.m to 8 o'clock at night because i'm always at work now so <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah, welcome yeah. to my world working from home right um so yeah, yeah. You know, let, let's dive in, JT. You know, you and I have known each other for a while here, and, and we'll dive into that a little bit here. But, you know, you, you, you played baseball at Morningside College there in Iowa. Um, you've also coached there for a year and, you know, prior to, to moving on. And, you know, what? tell us a little bit about that experience and how that triggered you to kind of pursue a career in baseball. Um, You know, I – I had a great time at Morningside College. That's where I ended up. I played a couple of junior college years in Texas as well, over at uh, Mountain View College, really small junior college. I mean, I wasn't like an all-star or anything like that. I was I was a great like showcase player. Like I looked good in batting practice and in and out, and then like you know, super average during the game. So <laughs> I, think, I feel like every team I played for, no matter the skill level, I was like a good seven-hole hitter. So <laughs> and I could like you know defend. So no, it was great. I mean, I went to it was a small college out there in Sioux City, Iowa. It was a great time. Um, but yeah, I know I played on a really good team. I think it was, um, we won, we won conf- the conference tournament that year made it to the NAI tournament, which is really cool. I don't think the school did that in a while. And then I ended up coaching a year there while I was finishing up my business degree. So yeah, how I stumbled upon baseball. I know. I mean, everyone wanted to play baseball for a while. Um, I was really good at overselling myself to recruiters when I probably wasn't good <laughs> enough to play yet. Um, so found my way on a couple like you know good select teams in high school and then found my way onto a junior college team and then found my way onto a decent NAI program as well so but I really uh, I, I mean I got really into you know the analytics side around my junior year as well so I just kind of dove in head first kind of learning I was I I'm really into like analyzing players and also analyzing companies like I don't know if anyone follows me on Twitter but I'll do that a lot like I'll go back and forth between uh, and trying to analyze some company or analyze like a player. So it's just something I've always really liked. Coaching, I really enjoyed coaching, the coaching aspect of it, the player development aspect. I was mainly in charge of like hitting. I don't know if in charge, but assisted in hitting and infield play. And it was just a really good experience to get like the logistical side of the game. And I just liked it better. You know, I, I like the logistical side more than playing, honestly. It's just, it's cool to build. You know, it's really cool to build something. So I just enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I do follow you on Twitter and it, it is a fun follow. So be sure to hit Joe up there. But Joe, you know, you, you interned for a couple summers at student sports. And I don't know that if I've ever shared this with you, but when I was in grad school, I also interned at student sports when back with uh, Andrew Drennan was, was running the area code games. And so after you finished coaching and did all that stuff, you ended up getting a job there at student sports where uh, you eventually you were the assistant director of baseball. And, you know, that's where you and I met was around the area code games. And so you go from, you know, 
playing coaching NAIA level to you know being involved with one of the the premier you know scouting events of the summer, right? Where you're seeing eventual pros on one field at a time, and you know that must have really kind of kicked up your interest in the evaluation, the analytics piece. I would assume, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. It's funny how I actually ended up there because, like, you, you probably know this as well, but student sports doesn't, like, hire a lot of outside people. Like, it's a pretty, like, the team stays around for a while. And, you know, they also do mm-hmm. the Elite 11 and the opening for football. Um, so, like, I, I, I decided I didn't want to play college summer ball anymore. Like, I knew I wasn't going to play professional baseball. I wanted to just, like, find something I wanted to do in the future. So I moved out to L.A. My older brother, Brando, was living out here. He works in uh, film. So I was kind of just like figuring some stuff out, and he met uh, Joe Murphy and Joey Mahalik, who were at stu- or Joe Murphy still at Student Sports, but he met them. And my brother was wearing some Elite Eleven shorts he got from like flag football, <laughs> and they uh, they asked him where he got it. And sure enough, they ended up talking that I, I was in town uh, for the summer and I was looking for something to do. And they're like, hey, we have this event we run called the Area Code Games. Would you like to come out and maybe like have an internship? Mm-hmm. So sure enough, I uh, it wasn't really an internship. It was more of just like I worked, I just was a field manager for the area code games, which was just picking up trash and just making sure everyone's happy and <laughs> Gatorade coolers were filled up. And I, well, I already followed the area code games. I started following it when I, when I was like in high school, I was reading baseball America by the time I was like in middle school. So I was I jumped right at the opportunity, worked my ass off and they invited me the next year as an intern, uh, started giving some really good insight into like, you know, what I've learned about the industry. I follow I follow the baseball industry as its own, like really closely, uh, amateur pro products, um, player evaluation trends. Like, so I was able to like share a lot of that knowledge that I was gaining that I, I, I thought it was just useful, like, useless knowledge, but I was able to share it with all uh, the people I was working with at student sports. So ended up getting another internship. And then uh, before I graduated, they offered me a job. Uh, I ended up being, I started out as a, man, my position was manager, or yeah, manager at baseball operations. And I was quickly promoted to like assistant director with uh, Kirsten Leach, who's a director now. I was, I was, uh, Drennan left right before I got there. So yeah, it was really cool. I mean, it's an unbelievable opportunity. Um, I'm surrounded by some of the best high school baseball players in the country. Like we almost call it like the country club of, of like amateur baseball. Like you can be, you can be really, really good and you could be a future professional baseball player, but you might not make the area code baseball team. Um, it's, I mean, I mean, I, I've had conversations before where, you know, a parent called in once and he was like, hey, like my son is like, he's able to, he, the coach at Oklahoma thinks he's going to start there, especially when he's not going to have to make the area code team. And I remember once guy, I won't say who it is, but once guy gave me, gave me an answer for that. He says like, yeah, tell him we're not looking for a division one starting shortstop. We're looking for a first round shortstop. So <laughs> that's where like really it like, clicked for me. Like my junior year when I learned how good these guys were and they were about five years younger than me. Um, that's where I was like, I need to learn something else if I'm going to stay in this game because it's not going to be my <laughs> physical ability and my ability to play. So that's where I really started diving in the analytics. Um, and then I started learning a lot about like, you know, track man, stuff like that. And then blast was there my first full first year, my full time year. And that's where I got to know all the blast guys really well. But man, it's, it, I can, I can't express enough, like how unbelievable that, it, that, that year, those years at student sports and Erico, like really, really like, laid the foundation down. I mean, I was right next to some of the best scouts I've ever met, how they, how they evaluate players. I got to see some of the best talent. And I was also at all the, I, I don't know if you knew this too, but I traveled to all the uh, tryouts as well. So I got to see like 
some of the one percenters and then also like the rest of the guys who went on to play college baseball and had really and ended up having really good careers in the pros too yeah and but i mean and it's sorry to jump in there but it's like you said right there's guys that will end up going to play pro baseball that that don't make those teams and you know the opportunity to see those guys and and evaluate them where they are currently right and then kind of see their progress is i mean that that's to me is one of the 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 coolest parts of this job, right? It's like you get to see guys, you know, for example, a kid who's maybe is as uncommitted as a, a sophomore or junior, you know, and ends up being a big leaguer, right? And it's like, wow, that, that guy really, you know, he really progressed so much so that he's able to make it to the big leagues. And, you know, I think that's one of the neatest parts of the job. 100 yeah 100 percent. it's it's it was an unbelievable experience i will say the one thing that really made me dive into analytics my first year at area code Bo Bichette was there and he was stroking he looked unreal in batting practice unreal in the games great infielder but i remember a lot of people were saying his swing was like too long and uh-huh. i was like i don't know i was like i don't know that's that swing plays pretty well <laughs> like yeah. hitting everything he's hitting he's hitting elite pitching really well Dude, so he, I remember, like, he hit like seven hundred in that area codes. I, I was there for every yeah. one. Of, I remember that. I was there for every one of his games. Every it seemed like every time he came up, he just smoked a ball into the gaps for a double or a triple. Well, yeah, that's where I was like, I gotta find like, there's gotta be another like obje- objective way. Again, like I was at business school in Morningside, so like I was really training myself to think more objective and like eliminate human biases as soon like pretty early on in like my uh, career. Um, so like. When I see what Bo Bichette was doing, when I was hearing the red flags, I was like, there's got to be a way to, to show that this guy can hit. Um, and then, you know, sure enough, like, not that I like, predicted it or anything, but, you know, <laughs> second second round draft pick later, and now he's he looks pretty good right now. Yeah, so. yeah he's doing all right for himself. <laughs> yeah. so, 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 you know, last September, you, you hit us with the news that, that you're joining, um, you know, Blast Motion, and, you know, you and your crew of guys came out to – to the summit there for the Super 60 for PBR Super 60 in uh, uh, February out in Chicago, where you know you guys presented to us and kind of you know everything that Blast is about, everything that the partnership with PBR is about, and that's really what I want to get into here on the podcast is you know how kids and players and you know parents and coaches and and scouts can use the blast data to you know not only improve as a player but to evaluate guys and you know we'll we'll hop into that but you know a lot of people you and i were talking about this before we hopped on the podcast when you say you know blast motion first thing that pops in people's minds oh the little knob that goes in the end of the bat well it's yeah it's much more than that right so why don't you tell us a little bit about you know what what is blast what does it do um you know and, and what 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 to what can we expect to see from uh, you know, blast when after we go through a session of hitting. Yeah, so blast motion in a nutshell, like we're a motion analysis company that we use, and we use sensor technology to measure hitters or measure athletes, but particularly hitting right now, right? So yeah, so the sensor is very very accurate because I mean we done tons of swings and tons of tests from years back of high intense swings just pretty much measure anything <laughs> like we it's but we we definitely like focus on metrics our bore um relatable to baseball so you know like the bat speed power uh rotational acceleration on plane all that other stuff we'll get into later so in a nutshell like we just measure like we measure motion uh with this with the sensors really really well and it's been a really it's it's really cool to see 
how like accurate it's been too. Um, like everyone, like again, like I go, I jump into things objectively. So when I did my first couple of interviews with uh, Blast Motion, first of all, I knew it was validated because a lot of major league scouts or major league programs I was working with in Erico were already starting to use it. So I knew there was something there. Um, and then I did it when I had my first couple of rounds of like interviewing there and just kind of seeing if it was going to be a good fit. They showed me the stuff they were doing and the tests they were running, and it was just incredible. So, um, yeah. So, in a nutshell, we we, me- we measure motion. Uh, we mo- motion. We measure motion with the sensors, but um, it goes on the end of the end of the end of the bat. We also embed it too. You can put a sensor inside the bat. If you get embedded wood bats, that's a whole different story. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're you can use it for the best thing is that it, it it it's great for player development. It's great for evaluation, and it, it it's downstream. It's super affordable. Uh, which is like a big, which was like really attractive for me to come over to Blast. You know, like a lot of the other motion capture uh, analysis products are really, really good, but they're really expensive too. So it's it's really it was really tough for players and athletes, or athletes and parents and coaches to get a good like objective analysis on their players and how they're moving without going to some like uh, facility that has like you know these super expensive uh products to capture it and then you have to go through a whole process of making sure it's captured accurately as well the best thing about blast is like it's pretty invisible like you you can throw it on the bat you can take your swings you download your swings later you can log on the blast connect and you can go over your swings and over your metrics um you know it's called organized by timestamp environment which is crucial we'll get into that later and I don't know, it's just it's just a really, really good, easy way to see where your baseline is, see where your floor is, and see where your ceiling is as well uh, for evaluators and the players. Yeah, so one of the really neat things about Blast that, that I found, the more I learned about it and the more I talked to you guys at the Summit and the more I kind of dive into the metrics that we're now getting is, you know, it's not just... It's not just measuring what happens when the bat hits the ball, right? I mean, there's there's a whole pre-impact evaluation. There's the swing metrics. You got the the impact metrics. You got the the post-impact uh, metrics. So, why, why don't we dive into that a little bit and let's talk? Let's start with the the pre-impact metrics and 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 some of the more important ones and what it is that you're measuring with those. Yeah, no, that's actually, I mean, great question. That's one trend we actually see is like has really escalated in like the last year. Uh, if we're talking evaluation, so like forever, like everyone was looking at the result-oriented metrics, which is like ball flight, everything after contact, ball flight, uh, you know, exit velo, launch angle, um, and even like stats, like home runs, doubles, you know, singles, on base on base percentage. Like these are all like results. And the big trend right now, which, you know, started in pro ball is people want to understand like where the results are coming from. So like, what's the process into those? So we call those process oriented metrics, which is like what blast, which is what blast motion metrics are. They're all process oriented metrics. So we're looking at like, we're looking at how the, what the bat does from the start of the downswing to contact. And, and there's a, and we measure a bunch of different data points to get a good uh, picture painted on the hitter to understand like why his results might be this way. And also helps us like understand if there's a, a kind of a hidden gem as well. Um, you know, for example, like we see, we'll, we'll see guys who have great blast metrics. You know, they meet the threshold for bat speed, rotational acceleration, on plane, attack angle, um, early connection, connection and impact, and everything looks great, but the results aren't great. And then, so that's that's really good to know as an evaluator because you already checked the box. Like we checked the biomechanical box now. Like we know this guy's moving well, but the results aren't, aren't, aren't what it should be. So now you can look at like the environment. Like how is, wait, is this 
player in a position to succeed? Like, how is he being coached by the high school coaches? You know, is this kid ripping 78 miles per hour bat speed with high rotational acceleration, but the coach is telling him to hit the ball the opposite way nonstop and kind of handcuffing him, you know? So, like, now you can kind of understand, like, the environment, what the player is in. So, like, we look at, like, player development. So, if you're building, if you are training a hitter or developing a hitter or evaluating a hitter, you're building two houses. And we look at blast motion as, like, another, like, here's a hammer to help you build your house. It's a, it's a, it's a very strong part of the process to get to your result, um, which, would, which works for either player development or evaluation. So, when, when we're looking at that, then, then we kind of shift into the swing metrics right which is i mean this stuff really fascinates me because you you constantly hear like you know this player keeps his barrel through the zone right you know Mm -hmm. and he does a really good job of uh you know accelerating through the ball so to speak so let's talk about those swing metrics because those are pretty critical right when it comes to telling us the hitter's ability not only presently but long term not only just to hit the ball but eventually with potential power as well right yeah, 100%. So like when we from if you're evaluating the hitter or if the player itself is looking for a baseline for development, uh, they're both the same thing. Uh, we look we like to break down the hitters to power, contact, load consistency and impact metrics. So I'll start with power because power really does give you a really good snapshot of where the player is or where he could be. So we look at, from a scouting term, if we look at the floor, we look at bats as the floor. And then uh, for the ceiling, we look at rotational acceleration as the ceiling. And for people listening, like rotational acceleration, we know what bat speed is, how you know we peak bat speed into the, going into contact. And rotational acceleration is how quickly you can accelerate into your bat speed. So if you have a guy who is averaging um, around 75 miles per hour bat speed, you know, MLB average is 70 that we have right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that is, I mean, that's, that's really good raw power. And that raw power will play for a really long time. But if his rotational acceleration isn't there, and maybe he's you know at 10 G's, 9 G's, um, not quite up to 17 G's yet, at some point he's going to hit a wall if he can't accelerate his bat speed. He can't accelerate the bat into his peak bat speed because what happens is if you can't accelerate quickly into your bat speed, you have to make early decisions on pitches. So you're very vulnerable to spin. It's, and then, you know at at every level, every next level spin gets more elite. So if you're making early decisions, you're kind of guessing and hoping the ball is a fastball. We want guys who can make late decisions on pitches because pitching is unbelievable right now and it's getting better at every level you go. <laughs> so like you got to be able to you got to be able to react to like some pretty elite sliders that look like a fastball for three fourths of the time there. So we, we like there's always been like conversations like does rotational acceleration make you a great hitter or does it or or does it not like it does make you a great hitter but you can still be a great hitter it just depends on the context and level of play with just bat speed. So like you can you can be bat speed dependent going into in high school ball going into college ball and maybe even like low level uh minor league baseball but it's, but what we see from our huge sample from our giant sample size of pro baseball hitters is if you don't have rotational acceleration around 17 g's and higher like you're you're gonna struggle uh getting past high a and double a um so that's kind of like the power profile we look at hitters from a snapshot perspective so take us through you know, we'll stick on the swing metrics because you touched a little bit there or quite a bit there on on-plane efficiency and the rotational acceleration. Let's talk about early connection and connection. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell, us what, yeah. tell us what's going on there. So early connection, we look we labeled that as like low, from an evaluation standpoint, we labeled that as like a low consistency metric. So early connection is the angle of the bat from your start of your downswing. And we want that to be nine degrees from the torso. 
you know with a torso tilt or not tilt so if you can get if you can get your bat 90 degrees from your torso then you are able to get on plane sooner because you're meeting the bat you're meeting the ball from a wider window where if you especially if you're around 80 degrees to 105 degrees like we had, that's the range it's really hard to stay nine degrees consistently like most pro guys can't do it mm-hmm. um so if you can get or if you if you're really well early connected then you have a lot you have a higher percentage of making contact with that baseball and probably a higher percentage of having a good on plane percent on plane efficiency as well um because your bat just stays in the zone longer and the connection to impact is we, we you know how strong how, what your impact position is from the bat still 90 degrees from the torso at impacts so we want 90 degrees there as well um and we all we know we're strongest at nine degrees like that's where we're strongest um so if you have like those are two things that are really hard to find like even at the pro level like just because pitching is so well there's uh, guys get fooled but are still finding ways to hit the ball um and especially the amateur level i'll, I'll say the load uh, for the load for early connection there's a lot like people are trying to generate or manufacture power a lot right now so you see a lot of, like a bat tilts or hand pumps um which is all good and fine but early the early connection metric helps you figure out if you're being consistent with that load so like a lot of younger guys like maybe sophomores in high school or even up to senior in high school they're just not strong enough yet to have a consistent like big hand pump or bat or barrel tilt in their load and it's like it's going in and your early connection could be at 111 degrees or 105 degrees and then 120 degrees and now you're looking at a guy who's starting a swing from five different uh starting points which is really that, that's a high maintenance swing we want to get rid of high maintenance swings yeah. uh, we want we want low maintenance swings and we want we want the we want the swing to be as simple as possible um and then as you get older and get stronger and you are and you are uh, monitoring your early connection, then yeah, you can have a barrel toe and you can have a hand pump, uh, but blast helps you keep that consistent. Yeah. So we, we, we touched on the pre-impact metrics, some of the swing metrics. Now let's talk about a little bit about the impact metrics, right? Because this will tell us a lot about not only a hitter's ability, but you know, his potential for the future, right? So obviously bat speed is, is, is a pretty simple one to figure out, right? Uh, you know, the speed of the barrel and impact. But you know, let's talk about, you know, the time to contact one is really intriguing to me, um, along with the peak hand speed, because they kind of go hand in hand with each other, right? They do, and we so like we mainly use, and this is again, it's like us learning too a lot from like the major league programs. But we use hand speed and time to contact for context a lot. So we don't like hand speeds. I mean, hands we kind of have hand speed and bat speed together uh, a lot of the times. Again, it depends on the context of the swing. Like we look for it. We we usually use hand speed and time to contact to kind of figure out um, some stuff that we think we're missing. Um, you can figure out some stuff from hand uh, time to contact if he's getting jammed, maybe um, stuff like that. So it, it's a big contact me- context metric for us. Um, I know a lot of other programs like to use like really are really in the hand speed. Um, they like to use it for more of a, an evaluation on power and bat speed as well. So again, it all kind of comes in, comes in context. Yeah, then the attack angle one is is one that you know I'm still kind of figuring it out and trying to you know decipher here you know what makes a whole lot of sense here right i mean it's obviously it's the the angle of the barrel you know when it approaches the ball at impact but but what is what is that really telling us the attack angle we just want to make yeah we just want to make sure that they're staying in between five degrees and 20 degrees and they're staying positive so uh, you don't want a negative attack angle you don't want the bat coming straight down on the baseball 
um, you want to have a positive attack angle that meets a positive launch angle. So an attack, it's what we only, I usually, we only look at attack angle from like an, like an average standpoint for large sample size. Mm -hmm. um, you don't want to look at attack angle like off a tee or anything like that. Cause it's going to be the same thing because the ball is not fooling anybody. Um, so yeah, like attack angles is a really good way to make sure your bat is meeting the ball on a positive impact. So you can have like a high line drive hitting, you're hitting for doubles. Um, and also if you have a, if you, say you're like averaging around eight degrees, right? Um, and you have high bat speed, high rotational acceleration, you, and you're averaging around like eight degrees after, I don't know, like, you know, 60 swings, you can, you now know you could probably sacrifice a little steeper attack angle to help you lift the ball more in the air and hit hard contact for doubles, triples, home runs, stuff like that. Um, if that's a sacrifice a player is like willing to make. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, like it helps, it helps, it helps you kind of get to this, get to a decision. Like one thing me and Kyle, Adel, who's our director of pro team sales and services, we use this like meta, we use this metaphor for blast where it's kind of like the weather app. Like it, t it tells you the temperature. It doesn't tell you to put the jacket on. We're just telling you the temperature. Like we're going to help you get to the decision to put a jacket on, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a fantastic segue because we talked about what, what the metrics are essentially. Um, and we, we talked a little bit about, you know, what they're telling us. Now let's dive into um, we're going to get to the evaluation piece because that's very critical. But let's talk about, you know, how can players use this information, uh, you know, to better themselves? Because, you know, we, we mentioned a little bit at the top there about, you know, we have a partnership with you guys. So, you know, players that come to a PBR event, whether it's in California, New York, Texas or anywhere in between, they're going to get access to this data. Right. And for a lot of kids. And a lot of players, it's the first time they're seeing this. So, you know, what 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 do kids do? What do players do with this information? And how do they use that with what you guys offer through your video vault, you know, to get better? Well, I mean, I'll start from like how you guys are capturing is like great because using PBR to capture the blast metrics really validates the metrics for those players. So like sometimes like you you know it gets hard to get validated data when the player's capturing for himself, mm -hmm. but a player can get a really good baseline, see where they're at on their blast metrics, and train and train accordingly. Um, you know, high bat speed, low rotational acceleration. Let's figure out some biomechanical movements that are going to help you accelerate your bat speed. Uh, low bat speed, high rotational acceleration. You move you move your body really well, but you just got to get older and stronger and get that bat speed up. You know, if your on plane efficiency is not around seventy degree or seventy percent and higher. Then you got to find a way, maybe look at your early connection, see where it's at. If it's not in between 80 and 105, you can make some adjustments there. So again, we are just helping the players get a good, good, paint a good picture of what's going on at the plate because the swing is a very violent, fast movement. So it's really hard to now uh, analyze it uh, thoroughly like all the time. So yeah, I mean, it's a great, it's just a great, especially with you guys, it's a great way for these players to get a baseline. And then if they get blast on their own, they're able to monitor a lot of different things. They can monitor their uh, workload. You know, if metrics kind of drop off after a certain number of swings before their game, they're able to see that. I know a lot of major league teams use it for that as well. Um, they can monitor what their how, how their body is growing or how the, what's going on in the weight room if it's translating to their swing and you can see that with the metrics. Um, but overall, I mean, we're just kind of helping those guys be better hitters we want we just want consistent hitters that's all we're, that's what we're really what we're looking for yeah and it's important to note right that you know people that are into the data and the analytics oftentimes get a bad rap right that you know whatever you want to be whatever label people throw at them right but it's important to note that i mean 
everybody at Blast uh, played baseball on some level, right? I mean, collegiately, professionally. Uh, you know, I know when you guys were out there, Kyle obviously played, you played, Max played. Uh, you know, and so that really helps when it comes to, you know, the, the, the feedback and the instruction that you guys provide as well, like through your videos, right? I mean, I see Kyle in videos all the time just talking about, you know, here's a simple drill to help improve your attack angle or, or whatever the topic might be. So I think that's really important to, to mention as well, because this isn't coming from, you know, some guy sitting in a lab, right, that's making this stuff up. Yeah, no, and like one of the biggest, one of our biggest emphasis, emphasis at Blast is the communication factor. And you, I, and like rightfully so, like some analytics people like do get a bad rap because, you know, like they, we got to figure out new ways to communicate what we're talking about to people. You know, you can't just like throw buzzwords in there and expect this 14 year old to understand what you're saying. <laughs> like exactly. it happens. It happens all the time. So like we we have this like Kyle and I have been using this saying the last couple of months, which is you have to explain this to me like I'm a five year old. If you can explain it to a five year old, then you can communicate it to everybody. So yeah, commun- and that's a and that we that's a big thing for us too when we hire people or bring people in is they have to be really good communicators. You can teach people the value of analytics and correlations and how it works. Like you don't yeah you need the you need the biomechanical engineers you need. The, uh, the software guys. I mean, we need you need those guys, but we also need a group of people that can communicate their vision, and that's why, like, like me, Kyle, Max, um, a lot of different guys we had, and even my, I'm even teaching my interns that as well. Um, actually, shout out to Matt and Daniel; they're the ones who upload the rosters for PBR, by the way. So <laughs> those <laughs> Thanks, guys fellas. are grinders. Man. <laughs> those guys are grinders. Um, but yeah, communication is so important, and like you'll see, like some of the some of the best information you can get comes from these like long essays or long studies you'll see on different movements in the swing. It's really valuable information, but we got to find better ways to like bullet point these, these topics so that high school hitters can understand them. Um, I do, I do think that's a big, uh, I do think that's a big like opening right now in the, in the, in in the industry. I think we have too. Sometimes we have too many people in the same room that are trying to communicate the same thing. You know, sometimes you'll have the hitting coach next to the biomechanical guy, next to the analytic guy, um, and they're all commu- saying the same thing, but they're saying it differently. Maybe we got to figure figure out ways to like communicate it easier, um, which is like what we're trying. That's why we break these. Met- we're trying to break these metrics now down to like power, contact, load, impact. You'll hear me say things like floor, ceiling. Like these are these are uh, baseball buzzwords that people understand. So we got to be able to find ways to have the metrics relate to people in that way. Yeah. Well, now, now that's a, that another great segue because we talked about the player side of it, right. And how they can improve and what the metrics mean to them. Now let's talk about something I know you're really passionate about. And I am as well. That's the evaluation side, right? Because when we finish an event, I get a, a ton of, you know, ton of numbers, right? A spreadsheet with it, just an, an output of, of data. So let's talk about using Blast as an evaluation tool, uh, whether it's a pro scout making a decision on a player, a college coach making a decision on a player, or even us, you know, when we're writing evaluations about players. You know, let's hop into, you know, the use of, uh, of Blast Motion in evaluations. Hundred percent, and a big step towards that is this partnership with you guys, because I'll give you an example. And I, I do. This is probably another. This is probably another big opening in the market right now too, or in the industry, I should say, um, is how people are evaluating this data. This data, 
and not even just how they're evaluating the data, but understanding the context of the data. So the one thing like you guys are really providing as a PBR is you guys are validating these players' data. So pretend like I'm like a division, or I'm a, I'm a coach, I'm a division one baseball coach, and I have a player send me data. Like, how do I know it's not the older kid's brother who's playing in AAA right now, right? <laughs> so we know there's a third party validating this player's data through PBR. And if like that's the biggest thing, you, like, validated data is such a miss right now. Like people, some people are asking the right questions when they're looking at players' data. But there's two ways of, I mean, there's really two ways to validate. You got to go to a PBR event, or you want you got to get some video to validate the metrics you're providing. And guess what? You get video at PBR events as well. So that we're really going to see an escalation in this pro, uh, evaluating this process-oriented data because of what you guys are doing. Now, if I'm now, how we're evaluating that data has like the, the evaluator or the recruiter has to understand the environment of what they play their games in. So yeah, you'll you'll see me on Twitter like praising this kid of high bats being high rotational acceleration because I know it's going to scale to like double A. Mm-hmm. But if you know if I'm a, if I'm a mid major or a Division two coach or even NAI like. Um, and I'm not seeing like elite sliders and elite curveballs. Like maybe I do just want the guy who's who's has the really high bat speed. We'll figure out rotational acceleration later. And as long as it's on, we can get his on plane. And on plane is easy to fix. Like those are on plane attack angle, early connection, connection impact. Those are very easy metrics to adjust. But as long as we know what the metrics are, which is why it's important to have blasts. So you have to understand like a le- your level of play. It's not it's not a cookie cut evaluation system. The evaluator has to understand his context of the league he's playing in, and then what kind of players have a chance to succeed in that league. Um, that that's just something I've seen a lot as well. Like sometimes we're cookie cutting the the evaluation for a college player like i've you know i've seen people say like he's a division one college player well what <laughs> what conference because <laughs> <Right>. the sec <laughs> the sec and like the sunbelt are completely different things <laughs> like, you know like not no knock on the sunbelt i'm just like giving examples but um you just, it, it, it's really important to understand there's so much context like i saw i don't know you know if jeff albert is with the cardinals uh, he's a really good hitting coach of Cardinals. He's great on Twitter. I highly recommend following him. He, but right before we jumped on this, I saw him tweet. Um, I saw him tweet something from his book he was reading. It was by Nassim the Talib, but it was about risk. And you like you can't expect a simple answer to characterize uncertainty, right? So like, we're just we're just trying to get really good educated guesses of what this player is going to look like at our level of play. So that's kind of what I, I mean by like, yeah, we want the high bat speed, high rotational acceleration for those elite guys, but you can get away with guys who have high bat speed and good on plane, but you're understanding what you're getting when that player comes in the program. If he's not at on plane, he doesn't have a great attack angle, he doesn't have a great early connection, doesn't have a good connection impact, but he has high bat speed. That dude, that dude has high raw power, which you can fix, and you can transform that guy into a dude I've, we've seen it happen before we've seen it happen in pro ball where guys metrics aren't all the way there and then all of a sudden we don't i don't know if he saw like a hitting coach or the organization sat him down and showed him some things he fixes ra he fixes on plane and all of a sudden the dude skyrocketed to the major leagues in two years and he was like hitting 120 in a ball so we see it all the time and it's just you're just getting more context to your decision how you want to develop a player evaluate a hitter and what he's going to look like yeah you see you talk you mentioned on plane there quite a bit and rotational acceleration quite a bit there are those kind of the two key metrics when it comes to evaluation just because they're and if they are why i will say so I, I see yeah, those three, the bat speed, rotational acceleration, and on plane as like an evaluation is a good snapshot 
to see what you're getting out of your player. You're getting good raw power. You're getting a ceiling for that power. And then on plane, if you're on, if you have a high percentage of being on plane, which we're striving for 70% higher, you have a higher percentage of making contact with the baseball. So it, or I should say equipped to make high percentage of the baseball. Again, like this, this is just biomechanical movement. So you still other things that go into like eyesight and plan at the plate, uh, box adjusting, all that different stuff. Mm-hmm. But we want to know if the kid's equipped to one, hit for power, and then two, have a high percentage of contact. And the best way we know how to do that is looking at on-plane percentage and then bat speed and rotational acceleration. Then we look at attack angle just to make sure he's in between 5 to 20. And if he's not, but he's great on the other three, like that, I'm still taking that guy and just fixing his attack angle and he'll be fine. Um, I think you actually mentioned that we were talking about uh, you know, evaluating off bat speed, rotational acceleration on plane and you called it the blast slash and i could not believe i never <laughs> thought of that from a guy who has like a evernote doc of different uh different examples to give <laughs> i never thought of blast slash and i thought that was genius so i'm giving you full credit on that but i'm probably gonna steal it <laughs> yeah, I, I, hey i i told you when i said it it's all yours but oh you man. Know, that, that it just seemed to me like those were the big three right and so hey mm-hmm. why, why not go with it and try to take something that's that uh, you know most people will be familiar with there, but you know the other the other really neat thing that that you know we have access to after you guys provide us you know the post event data is are these these swing profiles for players and um, you know and and how we can you know it basically you know it goes through the four categories there the impact position the load consistency which we talked touched on the contract metrics and the power metrics and you know take us through what these profiles will could tell an evaluator whether it's a again a college coach or or a pro scout yeah no it's a really it's a really cool tool that i'll give full credit to kyle Adel and jacob howenstein who's our biomechanic uh we created this because one of the first thing you know i came from area code so you know i knew i looked at the ball i looked at baseball in the lens of a scout um and i even did a little associate scouting work too so I, I just, my vision, my perspective was evaluation when I came in. And I always said like, hey, we always grade guys out in power, contact, and then we added load and impact position in there as well on, on, this, on this tool. And then just sort of for the listeners know, it, it's an Excel sheet, has three tabs. The first tab is the instructions how to use it. Second tab is a blank doc. And the third tab is where you get your analysis. We call it the swing profile analysis. Um, you can download the player's uh, team report from blast connect and paste it into the second tab and then on the third tab it auto generates uh, all the players max there's peak averages average max uh, averages and then on each section there's four sections power contact load and impact there's um, a spray chart for every single swing and you can you know see correlations between that and we have a green box that shows the target area so you're getting a really good snapshot again like we're just finding ways to digest all these data points right like less there's no way you want to look at 20 different individual swings and 12 on like 12 different data points on every swing <laughs> to come to your evaluation like we want to we want to be able to take one look at this document see the peaks see the averages see if the swings are in the green box and understand if he's doing the things that he needs to do to succeed um, and then look at other stuff for context as well. So yeah, it's a tool that, again, like communication is a big thing for us. We created that tool just for a better way to communicate the the metrics. Yeah, and it, it's awesome because, you know, it explains what, 
what is being measured here and, and what it is, right? For example, like the early early connection, you know, measures the angle between the body tilt and it kind of goes on and there's more info available. Um, and if, for those of you guys that follow us on Twitter, we've been posting these uh, you know, somewhat sporadically here uh, after events. But, you know, JT, the one thing that fires me up and every time you and I chat, the thing that fires me up is, is, is really your passion about this stuff, right? Because when we were leading up to the draft, we were able to do some work with some some draft prospects. And I mean, that stuff gets, you know, uploaded into the cloud. And within five minutes, I'm getting texts from you about, holy smokes, you know, and you know, <laughs> I, I think about Kevin Parada, for example, right? We worked him out a little bit oh. and, and, and his numbers were just off the charts, right? And, and so, I mean, that that's the one thing that fires me up about not only our partnership with Blast, but, you know, obviously, you know, our friendship and things like that, because everybody, it seems that I've come in contact with the Blast is has that same passion uh, for this stuff. And it's just it's really neat. And it's an awesome tool for for players and for evaluators to, to take a look at. Um, and what what's so what what's coming, you know, down the pipe, if you will, for for blast is there stuff that you guys are are working on in terms of you know whether it's improvements or added measurements or or, or something along those lines uh there's a couple i can't get into like you know like <laughs> the detail that's how i jacob i mean i could i could try to but jacob hunting has, has to communicate it to me and i have to find a way to communicate it to the masses so, like, <laughs> um but no, like the the player profile, the the player swing profile analysis tool. Like we're working at at some point having a player report auto generated and Blast Connect, so we don't have to like you know just plug stuff into Excel sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be, I mean, if we can automate this process, that's going to be pretty valuable going forward, especially for after these events you guys do. You guys will just be spitting out all these sick reports on players. Um, you know, I, I I just have like a folder full of like player reports I just pull from you guys and just look at. <laughs> And, and Parada was the best hitter in the draft. I thought <laughs> I, really, I got. I had to go back and like say that. Like I really thought Kevin Parada was the best. I saw him at Area Code for two years. Uh, I had, I, then I went to Blast. Saw his Blast metrics. You know he's over at Georgia Tech right now. They're a Blast. They're a Blast Motion program. They got really good coaches over there who are really diligent about their capture process as well. Um, so he's been an easy one for me to track and. Yeah, man, he's he's special. He's 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 gonna be he's gonna be really good. But um, dude, yeah, I, I just I just remember your text. I think it was like Parada dot dot dot. Wow, <laughs> right? It was yeah, just, and, and it was it, like, dude, you're you were a hundred percent right because that. I mean, he was he was just crushing balls during that workout. But you know, you mentioned there, um, uh, you know, Georgia Tech, right? So. You know, how many colleges, I would have presumed that, you know, a number of them are are doing this. And so if a player has an account and, you know, they come to a PBR event, they're going to get access to their data for, I think it's 30 days after uh, the event, uh, you know. And so if they, you know, choose to have an account with, with Blast, uh, is that something where a college coach, say, uh, you know, say, uh, let's just use Parada as an example, right? Parada has an account. He's committed to Georgia Tech. Prior to arriving at Georgia Tech, is that something a college coach can can access? Um, can they access the data? Uh, uh, is it kind of in a centralized database? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I mean, they, there's a bunch of different ways, and they've, all the college coaches have tried it. So they can hit me. They can hit me up. Uh, they, they can hit me up. I've had coaches hit me up on Twitter, um, asking about some players. Also, players have when players have their own profile. 
uh, their premium subscription, they can they actually we give we are actually working on it right now to improve it. But you're going to have their own player profile, and they can uh, create a link and send the college programs so they can get a look at their data. But we can also look at the data on PBR as well. So once they go to a PBR event, so there's a lot of different ways for colleges like take a look at the data, and they are definitely hungry for it. And that's again like why this partnership is so crucial because you know there wasn't like a public database that the metrics were open in you know it had to come from the player um sometimes a college coach just wants to look at the data and make a decision for himself and then contact the player oh he doesn't want to be dependent on the player sending the metrics but now that like it's being more streamlined on the evaluation side especially with you guys the call yeah college coaches have definitely been calling um even like not even just for like getting like for an evaluation but honestly just to get like understand like what they have if their hitter coming in like what do we need to work on when this hitter gets on campus and then they, they have their own blast all these colleges have their own blast portals as well um you know like university of arkansas has i love looking at university of arkansas's portal it's so clean and nice <laughs> it's well tagged and the environments every, everything all the environments are labeled it's really nice and stanford and um charlotte uh i mean there's all these college programs who just do a really good job of capturing really good data and even like if i'm an mlb scout or an mlb front office uh, evaluator i got I'd, I'd be hitting up these college programs and taking a look at this data and asking them to take a look at this data as well um if they if they have the opportunity to um or if the college program is willing to share it um there's some there's some really really valuable players out there that not a lot of people know about yet because they have a future first round they're playing in front of them like i could i would take a player from arkansas just blind like just give me a position, give me a position player from Arkansas. Like I'll take, I'll take my chances on him. Like the backup shortstop, the backup outfielder, he grades out and everything really well. Like I don't, uh, yeah, they're they, evaluate, I mean, they recruit really, really well, and they're very uh, progressive. But they also have, they have like that knowledge industry, which is so crucial. Like yeah, there's a lot of new stuff happening with like tech and analytics and um, all these different products. But you still need to have like industry knowledge to apply it right and that's like we're seeing like some of these like some of the best player development guys in this game are in college baseball right now um and they ask like unbelievable questions i'm telling you i was at i was at abca remember i was the i was uh before we you know closed the deal with you guys i was the west coast uh, account manager for about like three weeks and i ended up focusing on events after that but i had to i just had to bang out like different meetings of all these college programs that want at abca uh they just kind of picked the time and kind of came and talked to us and i'm telling you man the questions these guys ask are so good like you think i'm talking to like a statistician um it's yeah it's really i mean college baseball is such a great substitution for you know signing a contract out of high school like i really i mean i mean it's just some just some college programs out there where you're going to get really good development you're going to get a good education before you take off for pro ball pro yeah. ball and knowing i mean we don't even know what pro ball is going to look like here uh next yeah, year year no after doubt. that right so no like if, if you have questions about that like i'm i would consider like some of these really good college baseball programs at all levels yeah dallas baptist dallas baptist is a running a major league baseball program i mean it's an unbelievable um, yeah, and sorry it, it, i'm going to go on these rants you gotta stop me no <laughs> no 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 it's all it's all good and and it, you know it, it's awesome to hear you say that because oftentimes you hear well, they don't develop at the college level anymore, right? They're too they're too worried about getting, you know, their next freshman recruit or whatever it might be. And, you know, the time constraints and all this and that when 
when when what you're saying obviously contradicts that and you know you're on the inside hearing from these guys constantly about you know how do we make our players better so that's an awesome nod to hear you know as it pertains to uh you know college baseball because man look players are coming in really at a high level already right it, let, let, let's mm-hmm. talk let's Let's talk Power Five programs. You're getting the cream of the crop, right? I mean, theoretically, and you. A lot of those programs are using data and technology to make those guys better, uh, which is awesome because you know, obviously, with the cancellation of the spring season, with you know what's happening to minor league baseball, which is, I mean, for all intents and purposes, as dead as we know it or as we knew it. Uh, you know, co- the value of college baseball, I think, is going to go through the roof. So to hear you say, you know, w- what these guys are doing to put in the work to make their players better, is, I mean, from my standpoint, is really exciting. Yeah, and I, I, have, I have a theory on it. Like, I just believe, like, you know, it's a lot of work to run a college baseball program. And you only get so many assistant coaches, which is like a whole other issue you can have you go down a rabbit hole about. Yeah. So, like, I do think before you had all this tech, you had you did like at some point you had to like start cookie cutting your development for some of your players because you just can't have that you don't have the time with the practice hours kids kids have classes to look at every single hitter and like do a thorough analysis on them to kind of make them better so you'll see a lot of programs back in the like in the past were just like kind of cookie cutting their evaluation how they pitch how they hit base ran but now with this tech the, the tech that's implementing uh, being implemented is giving these guys more um, evidence-based arguments as to what we need to do with this player without like spending a tremendous amount of time on it. So like what, you know, three rounds of BP gives you a pretty good analysis, pretty good evidence-based argument on a player and how we should develop this guy. So that's why I'm seeing like that's where that's why I'm thinking we're, we're seeing these college coaches are just getting so much better because they have more tools now to use their industry knowledge. Where they have all this industry knowledge in the past, but you know it's really hard to fully, fully thoroughly evaluate and develop you know forty guys who are on campus, you know. <laughs> so like it's just it now you can like have all these guys use this tech, you know, like Rap Soto Track Man, um, Blast, and af- after the practice, like after the fact, you can take a look and with video, you know, if, in your matchup with video, and then after the fact, you're taking a look and looking at all this data. And now you can make an adjustment. Now you can like make pods for different guys who need to develop similarly. Now it's not just a cookie cutting process. It's more thorough. Yeah. I don't, do you talk about video? I don't know if you saw uh, the coach, the head coach from Charlotte yesterday tweeted a picture of uh, they do. They've got a TV now outside of the turtle with, that's on like a 45 second delay or 50 second delay. So you come out of the cage, you can watch your round of BP, which I thought was awesome. Like, you know, some people obviously blasted them on Twitter, but I thought it was awesome, man. I, I think what Charlotte is doing, they're one of the teams you mentioned, um, you know, with, with Toby there now, uh, I think they're just good. That's a program that it very soon is going to be, you know, one of the one of those programs that people are going to say, wow, where do they come from, right? When it's always been a really good program, but they seem to be taking that next step. Yeah, I don't I don't know Robert Woodward, the head coach uh, personally, but I follow him uh, pretty closely on Twitter. And yeah, he just it's a guy who looks like he knows how to use the tools around him to make the process much simpler and easier for these players. And it also like that player watching the video, he's watching the video like no coach is forcing him to watch the video. So like players are just they're more accountable when they have this stuff around them because like 
you know, there's no, there's no lying. Like there's, you can't, you can't fool people. Like, yeah, I took 20 swings yesterday. Well, your blast motion account said you took 10. So, like, yeah. you know, like players in it, it, the tech actually helps the players help be more accountable as well. Um, but yeah, no, he, I, I agree. I think Char- Charlotte, uh, the way they're building their program right now is very similar to like how Dallas Baptist is. And Dallas Baptist has been spitting out dudes with a very similar approach. But the creativity of like having the TV out there and just thinking outside the box, like. Whatever the the athletic administration is like paying Woodward, like they're getting more than what they're paying him. The guy is just dialed in, and he's developing young men, and he's developing a future like conference championship NCAA tournament caliber team. Yeah. And give him give him any athlete, give him any athlete, he's in, he, he'll you'll develop a good athlete into a good baseball player doing that approach. Yeah, no doubt. And and my man Toby Bicknell there is just crushing it on the recruiting trail, so they're going to be just fine. But. But JT, you know, before I let you go, you know, we do a little deal here with the rapid fire. And I don't know if you've heard the podcast before or not, but we got about, no oh, 10, 12 questions where I'm just going to come at you quick and you're going to come back at me even quicker. Um, you know, it's just kind of a fun way to wrap things up. So if you're ready, uh, I'm ready to, to get after it here. Okay. Yeah. I, I stressed before this, so I should be ready to go. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Small ball or gorilla ball? Gorilla ball. Country or classic rock? Classic rock. Sprouts or Whole Foods? Uh, uh, Whole Foods. Okay. In and out or Five Guys? In and out. boy. College football or the NFL? College football. Favorite vacation spot? Portland, Maine, my hometown. Oh, nice. Cable or stream? Stream. Mac or PC? Mac. Best singer at Blast Motion? Uh, Drew Kasterbauer. Best dancer at Blast Motion. Uh, Kyle Adel. Favorite? Oh, really? Oh, yeah, he can move. <laughs> uh, favorite stadium you've ever been in? Uh, old Yankee Stadium. I was a kid. Go-to song to sing in the shower. <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably some Rick Ross. <laughs> I don't uh, stay scheming. <laughs> yeah. the, 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 this this one this one's gonna. I'm interested to hear this one. Baseball or hockey? Oh my god, you did it to me. <laughs> uh, to watch or no, nah, dude, I, no baseball or hockey. Uh, Man, that's so tough. I love hockey. People don't notice, but I come from a hockey family. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Don't 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 want me to ask you about that. So I'm gonna ask you about this when we're done. So I gotta hear, I gotta hear your answer though. Baseball or hockey? Hockey, hockey. And I'll tell you, as a sport, baseball, hockey as a product. That's fair. Most memorable yeah. team, most memorable team you played on? Uh, the state finalist hockey team i played on in middle school we went 33 and one and lost in a state championship so, yeah. uh, most memorable team you've been a part of as a coach uh that more that year at morningside uh, when i was a coach at morningside okay dude you're off the hot seat here but tell us about the hockey stuff dude because doe was like dude he's big big hockey family you know so what do you got here 
Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I grew up in New England, so I played hockey pretty much all my life. It was probably my, it was actually my primary sport growing up. Most, and I ended up moving to Texas in high school, so I switched to baseball. But um, yeah, I know my uh, my stepdad is a professional hockey coach in the Winnipeg Jets Association or, or organization. Um, he coached he coached the Kings for a while. He coaches the Jacksonville Icemen. So I really, I mean, he was in my life very early. He's you know I'm very very close with him. Um, and I kind of grew up in the hockey locker room from a very young age, like from like five years old to when I go back and visit, kind of go in the office. So I get a lot, like, it's just nice to like, I kind of look at baseball, like a hockey lens sometimes. Um, hockey is so team oriented, get your job done, uh, fight for your, you know, fight for your boys, fight for your teammates, be nice off the, off the ice, be a gentleman, um, it's just the culture, the way the game is played is just always been very appealing to me. I just miss the times playing, being in the locker room or playing in hockey tournaments at current Christmas. Um, yeah, we're a big time hockey family, but yeah, Jason Christie is my stepdad. He's, uh, he's the winningest minor league hockey coach of all time as well. So he's had a lot of success wherever he went. He's really good at, uh, you know, evaluating players and I get a lot of my evaluation stuff from him. And he's really good at just kind of building and molding young men. So, like, in minor league hockey, you can actually uh, sign players who aren't a part of your organization, like, outside of baseball, right? Like, baseball, you have to, be, like, you have to only take the players that are affiliated. In um, and, and minor league hockey, you can take players who aren't affiliated, so you can sign free agents. And he's done a really good job of, like, si- finding these free agents. And then an NHL organization signs them and puts them in the American League, which is, like, triple A yeah. um, for hockey. So, yeah, That's it's sweet. just, you know... It's a great sport. I watch the World Juniors every year during Christmas, which is if, any, if no if anyone if no one's ever watched the World Juniors, uh, it's it's the best some of the best sport on TV. It, it really is. I'm sure da- I'm sure I'm sure Steve can relate. I mean, him being yeah. hockey, you yeah. know, my stepdad's Canadian too. He's uh, my yeah. mom's American, so like we have a we have a civil war going on there. But he jokes he's a dual citizen, so he has he wins wins. So. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome, man. With JT, man. I appreciate you making time, dude. I know you got you guys are slammed over there at Blast, and you in particular, but uh, this was a long time coming, and I'm glad we were able to get it done, bro. Yeah, absolutely. It was awesome. If anyone wants to, again, like I'm always available on Twitter, guys, all the listeners, like DM me, J Tor, or Joe Torval1. Um, if you got players out there want me to take a look at your blast metrics, I'm always available. I get kids like sending me their blast metrics on Twitter all the time, and it's fun to look at because I'm learning from you guys too. So reach out anytime, and I can't appreciate this partnership enough with uh, PBR. I think this is going to be a very, very uh, successful long-term partnership. Yeah, I couldn't agree anymore with you, man. But uh, again, man, appreciate you doing this, dude, and uh, we'll catch up real soon. All right, Les. I appreciate it, man. I want to thank Joe Torville of Blast Motion for joining me on the podcast today. Be sure to check out PrepBaseballReport.com for all your news, rankings, and showcase information. And until next time, we'll see you at the yard.